he has like more and more hits every time he releases right it's not like kind of a consistent or even like a taper it's like he's just making bigger and bigger songs every time i thought it was sick like the the like the film like the cinematic like part of it you know i haven't really been like a big swifty in like years if i can get it 95 percent of the way there i'm gonna be stoked sweet well that was my segment of michelin or mcdonald's i'm listening to it like every day so i've probably gone through it like nine times at this point i mean confetti's like he was like the reason that i got into music so this was like i was like super into it Hello and welcome to the Main Course Podcast. My name is Jake Stanley and I'm your host. I'm joined today by my good friends Dakota Edgar. Yo, yo. And Josie Francis. What's up, guys? Today we have our special guest, Cannon, on here, who's going to give you a quick uh, rundown of who he is and uh, why he's on here. How's it going, guys? My name is Cannon. I'm a 23-year-old artist, um, producer, currently based out of New York, originally from South Carolina um, by way of Boston College. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the podcast. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course, man. Thanks for coming. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Man on the Moon 3, um, Lil Wayne's uh, felony charge, and more. And then stay tuned after the break for a quick interview with Cannon. Dakota, you want to take us into it? Yeah, let's do it. So I guess, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll lead it off with probably what was the, the most talked about release uh, from last week, which has to be Man on the Moon 3, uh, Kid Cudi. I mean, I know that for us, when we were, you know, we're out here in Park City, and when we listened to it the first time, it was kind of like, it was definitely not the vibe uh, to be listening to that album. Um, but uh, I feel like the more I've listened to it the last few days, the more I like, I'm really rocking with it a lot more than I was at first. I mean, I definitely think Tequila Shots is my favorite song you're probably right. for sure. Um, but I mean, I also like Mr. Solo Dello 3. Uh, I don't know that it lives up quite to one and two, but uh, it's still solid. Rockstar Nights. Uh, and then the song with Phoebe Bridges, Loving yes. Me, is, is also a good one. Yeah, I really like Sad People, too. Yeah. And it's probably my favorite track. Um, do either of you guys listen to it? Yeah, I haven't listened to it. Like, I need to give it a full run through, like, a few times because I had the yeah, same experience too. as you guys. Like, I listened to it just kind of, like, in the background while I was doing other things. And it kind of just, like, I need to pay attention to it more and, like, actually sit down and listen to it, listen to it. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've listened to it maybe once all the way through, but... Yeah. Hasn't it been like 10 years since he came out with something, right? Uh, like I don't think it's been 10 years. Like passion, pain, and demons. 10 years science. since like the second Man on the Moon. Yes. Right? Oh, second right. Man on the Moon 2 was in 2010, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. oh yeah, that's 10 years. Yeah. That's uh, a quick math. Yeah, that's that's good math. math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I, I love the album. I like, so I bike to work. It takes me like 25, 30 minutes. So it's like, Kind of the perfect time to listen to i mean if it's the, if it's an album like that it's like half there half back right but i'm listening to it like every day so i've probably gone through it like nine times at this point i mean confetti's like he was like the reason that i got into music so this was like i was like super into it um but i think I, it was kind of the same for me like i kind of started off kind of like not really understanding it like not really feeling it and then it just like kept growing on me to the point where it's like now like i love it yeah it, it's interesting because it's a lot more like like contemporary music wise than like man and two right. and man and one felt right both of those are kind of like vintage like retro sounds you know like very like record like you sound of vinyl you know spinning opening a track these ones yeah. are very like you know they've got the hi-hats they've got the 808s they've got some autotune in there um yeah. 
which is, I mean, what we've, probably what we've come to expect from Cuddy over the last five or six years. I yeah. Mean, it's not his first time experimenting in that He's direction. also definitely just like really leaning into the Travis Scott uh, yeah. ad libs. <laughs> yeah, those which are is funny. Yeah. yeah, the track with Pop Smoke and Skepta is definitely interesting. It's like, it's a, it's a weird, it's like a very, it's like, a weird strange, beat for him to hop yeah, on. It's very strange song. Yeah. It, it goes, but it's a weird one for sure. Definitely. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, another good release from last Friday was, uh, Jack Harlow's debut album. That's what they all say or what they all say. That's what they all say. Um, this was definitely like a lot chiller than I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. like a lot more kind of, um, I don't know. There's like, like all the, I feel like all the singles that he released are really kind of the, the bangers, except the track with little baby. I mean, that sounds yeah, odd. Uh, the man in my city, but yeah, for the most part, like I definitely enjoyed it. Um, but it was, it was, it was much more laid back than kind of what I was anticipating with those with those single releases yeah it definitely reminds me of his mixtapes a lot like, yeah it's kind of the same thing where it's like you, you know you have one or two beats single that was a banger and then the rest of it was you know pretty mellow hip-hop overall yeah um, for sure but i think it's a pretty cohesive project like overall it's an impressive debut album um you know he's a couple years younger than us so yeah i always keep that in mind when i'm like evaluating anything um <clears throat> but no i was impressed for sure i mean it definitely helps having a bunch of hard hitters behind you help you get those features and those yeah, beats for sure um yeah, I thought that I thought like the writing on that on that thing was like really tight, like yeah. um, just like, the the concepts and like yeah, the cohesion around like the whole thing, um, just like really really tight. He was definitely definitely sharp on it, which was like like cool cool to see for sure. Yeah, I'm like I'm curious to see what the tale of this project is, right? Because what's popping obviously blew up kind of a while ago now, um, and yeah. I think we're still waiting to see if Tyler Harrow or um, what's the one with Big Sean called? Oh, uh, the one with, yeah, the one with Big Sean. Um, way out right way out, way out yep. yep where those ones land uh, on the charts here um, right. i mean i'm hoping this thing has some legs right because it feels yeah. like in, like this year like things have just come and gone so fast yeah um, <laughs> so i mean we talk about like six albums on here every week yeah no for sure can't imagine all that many that we've listened to a bunch of times afterwards so um i'm, I'm hoping this is one of those ones that you know, sticks around for a while definitely um, yeah, and then the last project that I kind of want to talk about a little bit was the uh, the new Vori album, which dropped last Wednesday, I believe. Um, this was definitely cool too. I, I think we we talked about him like was that two weeks ago now, probably, because um, he was featured on some of those those Meek Mill tracks from that EP that he released. But this was cool too. Uh, I like the song with Meek. Um, I like uh, Harder Than Pain. Uh, I'll do respect with Stara. I mean, and it's this one too is like kind of a lot chiller than i was anticipating yeah. as well like but um overall i definitely enjoyed it i don't know if either of you guys checked that out at all no i have also that one yeah 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 i mean i guess just some quick backgrounds i think which we repeated two weeks ago but he's an artist originally from houston right? houston but then he relocated to louisville uh, when he was a child and that's where he met uh bryson tiller and so he co-wrote don't um and a couple other tracks with bryson tiller back in the day and then he signed to. He wrote a bunch of stuff that was on uh, Jay Z and Beyonce's album, yeah, right? Yeah, a bunch of the yeah the Carters, and then uh, well, that was so he signed to Electric Feel out in LA. Um, you know who you know they have Louis Bell and Frank Dukes and Post Malone out there. So he signed there for a couple of years, did a bunch of songwriting, and then recently signed over to Dream Chasers. So it's, it's and while he was at Electric Feel, I think he only put out like one EP under his own name, maybe two. So it's nice to see him like get a full length album and maybe that like support he was looking for the whole time um, over there. <clears throat> Yeah. Josie, what have you been listening well, to? Such a basic answer this week, guys, but I've been listening to the Christmas music. Oh, no. no. Oh, Taylor. Taylor Swift. 
Um, yeah, I loved folklore when it came out a few months ago. I haven't really been like a big Swifty in like years <laughs> since I was like in middle school. Um, just because I'm not super into like the mainstream pop that she puts out, but I yeah. really, really loved folklore that came out a few months ago. Just like super super like not very pop more kind of like alternative really like indie very Folky. chill yeah very i mean folklore yeah. yeah um so i was excited when this one came out rumor is there's gonna be a third one and have it be not twins but triplets so we'll see um but yeah there's another bony bear feature and i'm a huge fan of his and a few other features that's probably my favorite one but yeah just a really chill easy nice listen to and i definitely like this route that she's taken this year versus like some of her other poppy that is just so not my style so i've What's liked some called again evermore evermore and how does it compare to folklore i don't think it's as good um i definitely prefer folklore more um but i've listened to this one definitely a good amount as well since it came out last week so it's definitely something that i'll keep listening to but folklore still i think in my opinion is better but that's what I've been bumping this week. I know not the. And is is the best track on there the one with Bunny Bear? Like, um, if no, someone had to listen to it, what's the first one they should start with? Uh, I don't know. For you. I was like thinking of putting one on for Michelin or McDonald's, but I was like, I think they're gonna hate me if I do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make them listen to Taylor Swift, but I'll I'll get back to you on which one. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe if you were a self-proclaimed Swifty, then you'd you'd have to try to force it on us. Yeah. But since yeah, you just no, admitted not. that you're I'm not, not I mean, like, oh my god, you have to listen to this. But yeah, I've just been really driving with it this past few months, like her new like take. So. Maybe I'll send a song your guys' way to listen to, but I'll, I'll probably have to just listen to it just to say that yeah, I did it. Yeah. Hey, Cannon, do you listen to any Taylor Swift? I don't. I I mean, I did like back in the day, you know, like sure, of course, you know, she had some bangers. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of the same, Jesse, as you. Like, I kind of just totally lost all interest when it was, um, when it was just like the big pop, like kind of pop star production and like yeah. like showmanship i just like didn't really like which was great and like it was working you know what i mean like it was she was successful at it like obviously she's fucking taylor swift um but i just like didn't care um yeah. i think like <laughs> i just I didn't and i think i think i actually appreciated like when the whole folk folklore like thing came out like i really appreciated like the vibe of it and like the meaning behind it and stuff like that and i also thought like the production was just like super cool like it was super like anti-pop like wide like guitars like not like a super like crazy pop vocal like it was just like it sounded like better to my ears um but i haven't totally like given it or the new one i guess like a it's due yet but i will your honor josie yeah <laughs> uh what else have you been listening to canon that's uh been new yeah um yeah i listened to just i mean obviously a lot of cuddy i i really liked harlow's album um been listening to a lot of that and then really i've really just kind of been like just not not to listen to a bunch of stuff just kind of um because i'm kind of in the process like the past couple months and like um here until like march i'm kind of just in this like mode of writing where i'm trying to just like write as much as i possibly can um just kind of trying out a new approach um i used, I used to kind of like make stuff just kind of like whenever i felt inspired or like whenever I would have an idea, but I've been trying to really just like force myself to write, like no matter yeah, what sure. I feel that a man or whatever. Um, so I've just been doing a lot of that. So I'm working at like a restaurant in Brooklyn. So um, whenever like I'm not 
there um i'm like writing or like or um just like in the process of making music and stuff like that so it's really only when i'm like on my bike and i'm like listening yeah. to stuff. Oh, I feel that. um i like so and so speaking to that like a big thing that i love to do is like listen to like albums when i'm on the bike because it's like it's nice to like kind of feel um like you like, finish something in its entirety you know like when you're like yeah. on, a, on a bike ride and you can really focus uh i really loved omar apollo's album that came out yeah like a month ago now i guess apollonia or whatever um like really really loved that um so i listened to that a bunch of times front to back and then yeah the cutting came out i'm not sure just other than that really just kind of like one-off stuff just kind of like random songs off pollen and lorem and just like random playlists and stuff that i'll just kind of yeah, pick up for sure there you know um but yeah all right what about you stanley we've been together basically this whole time what have you been sneaking off to listen to i listen to the ale um mixtape i think it might be maybe it's an album private suite three which is like pretty classic just kind of la r&b um but i mean he's a dope songwriter he's got a cool voice and he, he writes for everybody from like chris brown to part next door to everyone so um just definitely a talented guy i recommend listening if you like r&b in general <clears throat> um I listened briefly to a couple songs on Emotional Cut by August 08, who's on 88 Rising. Um, I think he's dope. Um, I also think I definitely down. need to check that out. Yeah, Bust Down Your Soul was a single which went off. So um, I definitely recommend listening to that. And then I gave a full listen to uh, play that Boy Zay's album, Girls Love Vampires, which is just as gnarly as the single. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're into that like really aggressive, kind of like bass heavy Florida hip hop, this is for you. Like if you're a Denzel fan, but you're looking for something a little, a little heavier, then this is the guy for you. Um, and I, I kind of, I don't know if he's like signed to Denzel or if he's like, what his relationship with like, Denzel yeah, is. Because he posts, he promotes the crap out of this yeah, guy. So, no, he definitely does. Um, which is how I found him originally. Um, and then, man, I listened to like three songs of the new Fetty Wap album. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been pretty classic Fetty Wap. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, like he fell off because I kind of feel like people just got tired of his voice. And if you're tired of his voice, this isn't going to change your mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's not bad music by any means. <laughs> I just, just definitely not. If, if, they're not, if they're not playing it at the club, like, I don't know what the exact situation you listen to a Fetty Wap album, you know, <laughs> what it would be, but it's good. I mean, he's still got it. He's not saying anything crazy. He's not making bad music by any means. So, um, and God, he remixed something cool last week. What was, I just watched him rap on something on Twitter or something. I can't remember. I'll, I'll look at that. That album art is ridiculous. The album art's pretty trash, but um, <laughs> like, that looks like, made that, on his iPad. that looks like Rugrats. Yeah. Um, that's it's bad. Yeah. But hey. <laughs> He's still on 300, so who knows? <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, that's everything I've been listening to this week. I mean, along with Man on the Moon and then the Harlow album, obviously. Um, and I, I really feel like the Man on the Moon album is one I'm, I, I kind of want to run all three back to back, you know what I mean? Just do a real trilogy listen through. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Sure. I, I'll need like five hours to do that at some point here. You but... would definitely need a lot of time on your hands <laughs> yeah. to, to give that your full full attention. Maybe on like Thursday, or Friday this week, I'm just gonna sit alone in here and just listen to that. <laughs> so it'll so be a good day. Um, <laughs> But yeah, with that, I just want to give a quick shout out to our playlists. Um, we have Medium Rare, which should have an update on Friday, and then Dak Wave Radio, which Dakota updates coming soon, or an update coming soon. Um, you can find those on our Instagram, Staplewide, on our website, staplewide.com. Um, in addition, I want to shout out Canon's new album, Project. What are we calling it? Project? Project, I don't know. Project. Yeah. Blue <laughs> Tapes. B-L-E-U Tapes, uh, which is really tight. We posted Oxygen um, on our channel on last Monday, so check that out you should listen to the whole thing if you haven't checked that out then that's a good place to start um Nicole, you want to take us into michelin mcdonald's yeah so canon we do this thing here where uh we we like to kind of give a an idea on you know 
get a, give the people a sense of what your music taste is. So we do this thing called Michelin or McDonald's. Basically, if yeah. you <clears throat> listen to the song and you think it's fire, you would deem that as Michelin. Uh, yeah. If you could probably live without it, maybe listen to it once for this segment and never listen to it again, that would probably be uh, classified as McDonald's. And, and Josie actually selected our songs this week. So I'll let, I'll let her run us through it here. Yeah, okay, this is fun. Okay, <laughs> the first one is Reminds Me of You, Kid Leroy, and Juice World. Yeah, all right. So I'm probably going to go, should I say the first thing or should I go into it and then explain? I guess uh, I'll just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with McDonald's on this one. Okay. I'm going to go with McDonald's on this one. Um, I think, well, first of all, rest in peace, Juice World. Um, absolute legend, like one of the greatest musical talents, I think, to um like put himself or herself out there i think like this particular song um and also the kid leroy i actually like a lot of the that he's that he's put out i know like he really kind of like was taken under juice world's wing i think right and he kind of like that was kind of like his um he's up because he's australian right isn't that yeah, yeah. yeah. He's juice world kind of like took him under his tutelage or whatever um tutelage. and you can definitely like and, and i think in the Kid Leroy's other music, you can hear that in like a, in like a way that's, um, you can hear the inspiration in like a way that's like his own, you know, he's like taking it, putting his own spin on it, like doing his own thing. But I mean, I mean, literally in this song, like at some points I can't tell like who's singing, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, it's, it's just two alike. Um, I think like it also just like this, the writing on it and stuff, like it's just not the type of stuff that like grabs me. I think a lot of like Juice World stuff that's like kind of, kind of like trap, that like emo punk um, trap thing um, that really blew up. Like a lot of that stuff I, I really love and I think it's like, there's a lot of depth in it. Um, but I think also it can kind of get like just redundant and like kind of stale sometimes. And I think that that's how I felt about this one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, cool production, like um, obviously like Juice World's verse stands out for me, probably. Um, but ultimately, I think I'm going to have to go with McDonald's on this one. Fair enough. You really have been writing a lot, whipping out a word like tutelage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was an English major, so. Oh, there you go. Still, those words are still swimming around somewhere down there. <laughs> my brain. But yeah. Jake, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I think I went in the same boat. I mean, I think I said something similar about the Juice World track last week, but it's just. Yeah. I, I feel like what you're saying though, Canon, it's like, it, it feels almost like a little forced, like yeah. it's, you know, yeah. instead of hearing that natural influence, it's like, let's get on a song together and make. We'll do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's sound exactly the same. All right. Well, next song um, off Kid Cudi's album that Dakota, you shouted out in the beginning, Loving Me with Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. I think. Um, absolute five-star Michelin restaurant this one this is like this is like people like all the all the all the um uh yeah when I saw the track list and I saw that this song was coming out I was like so excited and like it like totally lived up to my expectations I think um yeah I was like biking home like again speaking to the bike but i was like biking home like listening to this album For the first time it was like midnight i was like almost back and this song came on and i was like holy shit. like it's just you know when you have those like moments you just get chills and you're just like wow and it was when it was like when the chorus comes back in after um phoebe's verse and like they both sang it together and it just like it just felt so like real to me like um 
it felt like it felt like how like the first two Man on Moons made me feel like Cuddy. Like it was just like brutal and like honest like emotion, you know, like, just like not even caring about like who's listening. Just like it just felt kind of like super intimate. Um, and then yeah, and then I think just like sonically, even like just Phoebe Bridger's voice like over that kind of production is just like was so cool. I thought. Yeah, I feel like the bridge between like rap and indie here was like really beautifully yeah. done. Really, really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a little worried at first when I saw the track list because he's butchered that mix of indie to hip hop thing a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty badly, but I mean, I, d- I definitely think it's probably the best crossover collab he's done at least. Yeah, in the last twenty years, fifteen years. Um, but uh, I think it also like like not in a bad way. The song like is like really immature, but like in a nostalgic way, kind of like it, it like it kind of reminds me of like Tyler the Creator or something where, where it's like you listen to it and you're like, oh man, this like taps like memories that I forgot I had. Um, right. from like 10 years ago <clears throat> um, which I really liked yeah no I agree definitely Michelin was a little nervous at first as well but it worked yeah after hearing the Skepta Pipe Smoke lab, I'm like what direction is he getting up with the Phoebe Bridges lab? Like, <laughs> you know, what, what, is this, what is this gonna be um, yeah. okay cool the next one uh James Blake came out with like a six song I think EP of just a yep. bunch of covers um so I threw on the Godspeed cover on here yeah yeah, I don't Michelin, know if you guys listen to it. Michelin definitely. Yeah, he um, cause he he kind of like came out. He he put just he went out like before, right? Yeah. I think like a few months ago, like six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, with the cover. yeah Maybe boiler room. Like, I don't know um, performance. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, you know, James Blake, like ridiculous voice. Godspeed already. Just like a really really beautiful song. Um, I think he. Did he help write it or maybe it like sampled one of his songs or something? There was some sort of crossover like in the writing, I know, on that song with him, with him and Frank. Um, but yeah, just like he like, you know, I think it's like one of the, it's probably got to be one of the hardest things like ever to like cover a Frank Ocean song, you know? Dude, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like who, who can who can cover a Frank Ocean song and like make it like yeah. better but different? Like no yeah. one. If I can so, get it 95% of the way there, I'm going to be stoked. Right. <laughs> exactly you know what i mean like it's like it's like gotta be one of the most daunting tasks but he like just like murdered it like he just did so well i think yeah yeah it's rare too because like frank ocean like in all fairness like isn't like like his vocal range isn't like anything insane right but it's like it's like the feeling of like authenticity on all the songs that like really holds him down i feel like so it's like impressive i mean and james it makes sense with james blake right like i feel very similarly about his music um but yeah it's just an impressive collab because if it was like taylor swift covers you know swim good or something i'd be like i don't know yeah, like, definitely I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly cool and then the last one uh foster people also came out i think they ep this week just five or six songs i put on the things we do i don't know if you guys got a chance to bump it yet kind of groovy weird yeah yeah i listened to this on the train i listened to it like six times because i was so like confused but like it was yeah. <laughs> it was like it was one of those like like awesome like interested kind of kind of confused like it was like this like daft punk weird like synth bass like early yeah. 2000s and then it kind of like went into this like trap auto-tune screaming at the end i was like what i know i didn't realize it was like still the same song so it's a long song and when it yeah. changes i was like wait is this the start of a new song or what's happening yeah so i, I yeah in terms of the uh the rating i'm kind of i don't really know if I, like I'm tempted to say Michelin just because of how like intrigued I am, yeah. but I don't know. I, I think I need to like l- let it sit for a little bit longer and see like what I actually end up saying. But 
I, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was really, really cool. Like yeah, the way, the way kind of, just like super weird and like kind of off kilter and in like an interesting way. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, you that, but. Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought it was a cool track too. Like I haven't even, I feel like I haven't really even heard their name in so long, yeah. um, which is probably why I would maybe lean towards McDonald's. Cause like, I just don't know that I'm getting fully back into foster the people anytime soon, but uh but I, I definitely thought it was a cool track. Yeah, I, I want to give a quick shout out to homie Nikolai, aka Elias Park, did the album art for the album. So. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Stuff. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> um, Sweet. But, uh, well, that was my segment of Michelin and McDonald's. That's the appearance, baby. Um, all right, cool. Well, yeah, we'll hop into some of the news. So I think probably the biggest headline that I saw, at least from the last week, was that uh, Lil Wayne which we talked about this probably like two months ago now, mm-hmm. um, got caught with like uh, a gun on his private flight. Um, and now he's pleading guilty. So he's probably going to go back to jail for like 10 years, which is wild. Whoa. Um, 10 years. Uh, 10 years. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit. It's just like, I guess they were like in New York and then his friend was like, can we stop in Miami? But they were going to LA. I'd just be like, probably not dude like that's <laughs> not on the way at all um and he had like i guess his whole thing was the gun was like a gift yeah, it was a gold plated uzi so i was like yeah. i would be like yeah man we probably don't need to get we don't need to stop anywhere with this thing on us like <laughs> yeah i mean florida's just so brutal with the gun charges right like i don't think there's like a, i mean just remember rolling loud like two years ago where they just arre- like started oh, up and arresting everybody yeah like, that that felt like a sting operation well, yeah i mean that probably was but <laughs> Um, but the whole thing just yeah i mean definitely crazy and it's like the same day that he's was it like the same week or i guess he technically sold his masters what like a month ago or whatever but they just announced it like the same day as the he yeah announced that plea deal so he's like he sells his masters for 100 million dollars then goes to jail for 10 years it's crazy yeah. i mean i guess it's a good way to save money yeah hedge, hedging your bets yeah yes will he actually you- go to jail for that long no, I, mean, I doubt he gets 10, full 10 years. I don't think he'll get 10 years, but I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely going to jail. Like he's a, yeah. he's a felon. Like, yeah. And he had a loaded mini Uzi and a bunch of drugs. So right. Um, pretty, yeah. pretty brutal uh, pull, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious the plea, the plea deal, I guess got him a max 10 years, which was the deal. So yeah. How old is little? He's not even that old though, I guess. So. He, well, I think he's like in his mid thirties, right? Yeah, I think so. He just like has been like relevant for famous since he was like, a teenager. Yeah, 38. Yeah. Not too old. Nah. Yeah, definitely, definitely a old. bummer. Um, well, on a lighter note, the next thing uh, I thought was kind of kind of dope is that it was uh, the six year anniversary of 2014 Forest Hills Drive, and J. Cole like released the Fire Squad music video. I don't know if you guys checked that out at all, but it was yeah. it was kind it was kind of sick. It it definitely I I I think they had to have filmed it back then. Unless he recently yeah. cut his hair, um, yeah, no, it definitely looked, it definitely looked like it was back then. Cause that was like his haircut back then too. Like, yeah, no, for sure. I was, but I, I just thought that was cool. I was, I was yeah. like, mm, I haven't heard this song in a minute, but it's a banger. I feel like everyone was waiting for the new project too. You know, everyone's like, oh, like I think, cause he said, yeah. Cole, he said he was gonna drop on one of those tracks in 2020. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, he's gonna drop today, like on the anniversary, and then obviously it wasn't the case. But um, he's like, so no, something. here's a here's yeah. a music video I've been sitting on for six years. <laughs> I know you guys all wanted a new album, but nope. something. I wonder um, if he's I, waiting. Like, I wonder if he's kind of like holding off because of the whole like COVID thing. I know, like, I mean, he's got me. Yeah, people that are doing that. I mean, because he because he put out those two singles like 
seemed like it, it was that was like definitely coming soon that was april june i was in was it june? i was in topanga when they dropped chris so must uh, june-ish june or july yeah yeah it's definitely yeah. been a um, another cool video that I actually just saw this morning, but I think came out this weekend was those, those two, uh, videos that Kid Cudi did. Um, it's like part one and two. It's, it, I mean, it was funny to me cause he has like the Will Smith, like pursuit of happiness. Yes. He like definitely got Will Smith to do like a custom vo- voiceover for him. It was like, Scott, get off the couch. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean that, I mean the videos themselves, I don't, I don't think either of those two songs are like ones that we even mentioned right. earlier but like the actual visuals and like yeah. obviously he he acts in movies so like That's true. He, yeah. yeah yeah dude he's been like huge in film and stuff i i was actually because what there was something i remember that he was like teasing some sort of like like series that like each episode was going to be like a song and it was going to have like its own something it was called like intergalactic i think um, like but I don't think like, anything ever happened with it. But I thought that like when when Man on Moonfire was gonna come out, that it was gonna. I mean, it was gonna be. I thought that something like this was gonna come out. Like this. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was gonna be like even more of a like thing. I mean, maybe it'll keep growing and stuff. But yeah, I thought it was sick. Like the the like the film, like the cinematic like part of it. You know, because yeah, because yeah, for sure, not in that world right now. It's just nice when the music videos kind of tie together in general. I feel like yeah, even, even like even for kids, right? Mac Miller had the part one, part two, part three. Um, like you cool and frozen pizza and stuff <laughs> which i always just thought was fun so definitely like the people keep that up yeah. speaking of acting uh yeah and also really speaking of acting uh so pop smoke i guess they just announced that next march um he's gonna make his his uh acting debut in a movie called boogie um and it's eddie and eddie huang is that how you right. huang uh is the director and he he's got like shows on vice and everything yeah. right like he um, but like this is his first directorial debut, but Pop Smoke's gonna be featured in it. So it makes me think, like, wonder how long ago they actually shot this. Oh, a year ago. Yeah. I mean, because it probably went through like they probably shot it, then they pitched it to a bunch of production companies, distribution companies. It might have done a festival or two, and then now they finally announced the major release. They locked on all those contracts. It takes a couple years for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think he was kind of popping too, though, because he said uh, um, Eddie said that like. They, they shot it like somewhere in Brooklyn and there was just like all these kids like spilling over the bridge, yeah. like trying to get a glimpse of him. And they're all like, you know, doing the wound like that. So like, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll be super interested to see, see how that is. Yeah. I hope it's good. I feel like it will be. I have faith. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, like just watch, like looking at the stills and everything. It really reminds me of the movie dope. Um, just in terms yeah. of, like a little bit atmosphere and, and like kind of just like, I don't know, like the colorful delivery. So I, you know, I, I, I love that movie. So. Hope it comes through in a similar wavelength. Do we know where that's coming out? Like what platform or anything? Uh, I think they said that it was going to, they dropped the release date, but I kind of feel like it might be Netflix. It's that a movie. Might be wrong. Right? Yeah, it's a movie, but it's definitely, I think it's dropping on a streaming source. I thought. I hope so. Easiest way to watch it. But yeah, I mean, it's like basically about, I think I think he's the main I think he's the main character and he's like basically like an aspiring you know basketball player that like wants to make it to the NBA so it's probably kind of like like Davies and all these other rappers are in it too right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but it's just like yeah like you said the 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 stills kind of look like dope but it's like gonna be like a he got game meets dope (laughs) sort of thing which would be tight I kind of think it's probably a theatrical release I mean it's focused features it's a real distribution company I mean Well, yeah, hopefully movie theaters are a thing by right. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I forget that's even an option, honestly. I probably, yeah, probably won't be. I don't know if you saw AMC said they're they're done in like three months. Yeah. Wow. So. <clears throat> um, well, RIP and peace AMC for real. Um, uh, another interesting thing, and this I saw this just like last night um, when I was like scrolling through Instagram, but like I guess Sway Lee lost his hard drive on a on a plane, um, mm. and it was also like I feel like it was like a it was not a private flight, like it was like he was just on some regular flight. Um, and lost his hard drive and now he's like offering twenty thousand dollars to whoever can like find it and return it i kind of feel like if you found that you could sell that to someone for way more than 20k how much did kanye's cousin sell it back to him oh like i feel like that was a bag yeah it was like eighty thousand. it was a lot of money i mean this is crazy yeah it's crazy how like often this occurs i feel like yeah, like lost a bunch. I was, I, I was future lost like future lost two computers worth. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you, Canon, where you've had like a bunch of shit somewhere and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god? Yeah, no, it hasn't. Thank God, knock on wood, yet. Um, but yeah, like I, the, the, I've been using the same hard drive for like years, um, and it's definitely kind of like, you know, the core's a little bit bent, like the thing that you put in is a little bit bent, like kind of get to the point where like maybe i should like back this up somewhere else uh, but yeah that would be a total disaster like I, I mean even like i mean i can't even imagine for someone like sway lee you know who's got like way more yeah you know like guys making like 10 songs a day in the studio based on yeah. the stuff he's putting out now right. yeah i mean not that like and and just like for my like like imagine losing mine like i would lose my shit. i can't even imagine what it'd be like for someone like that it's just like so much more so much more like and our stakes someone's got to put together like some kind of like cloud storage system for like these massive files you know what i mean like yeah it's just getting so risky with these uh yeah. <laughs> with these hard drives i mean i feel like swaley probably just like was doing something on his laptop on the plane right and then like put it in the back of the seat or something and like yeah. fell asleep woke up got, got off the plane, off, yeah left it there like i don't know um, yeah but i mean maybe it's a good thing right like I, like a lot of those artists at the end of the day like two years later they're like oh, it was great because then i got to start over like, I mean, even I think Healy lost a bunch of his music, his first album he lost entirely. So they redid the whole thing and it ended up being oh. a different album, but much better. Um, so it's like one of those things that could be a blessing in disguise. I don't know about kind of get to refine what you're doing a little bit. Yeah. Lower, a little bit, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, to the cloud storage thing, even Google went down yesterday. Yeah, so sure. we're probably a little ways away from uh, from that being realistically accessible to a bunch of people. And like, um, is a big thing. What'd you say? And like keeping it secure, like oh for sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People would be very skeptical to uh yeah. to trust that, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Last kind of news story, and this is like a really cool one that I saw is uh, Meek Mill and Michael Rubin. So Michael Rubin is like he founded like oh. Fanatics, which is basically like a sports paraphernalia company, but then he's also one of the uh, main owners of the the Sixers. Um, but they're actually donating two million dollars that are going to go towards like. Uh, scholarships in, for like underserved kids in um, in the Philadelphia area. So I, I assume this is to send them to, you know, better pre-Ks, kindergartens, grade schools, high schools, things like that. But I just think it's super cool. They also work on the, um, they work on a bunch of like social justice stuff together. Like, I don't know if uh, you guys have seen Free Meek, the documentary that's on, on Prime, but Michael Rubin is um, a pretty heavy feature in, in that. So I just thought that was a sweet headline. Yeah, I mean, Passive I think Philadelphia positive. definitely needs it. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, it, Philadelphia, you know, has a bunch of very wealthy suburbs, but definitely the 
inner city part, intra city part uh, struggles a little bit. So I just, yeah, I mean, $2 million is a good start, but definitely got to keep people <laughs> donating and supporting. The scholarships are expensive. <clears throat> um, I guess that takes us into our dessert portion, which is our community question each week. This week, we have a quick question from at six algorithms on Instagram, aka Brad, our homie Brad. He asks, does Jack Harlow have Drake-like growth? Which I think is an interesting question. It definitely is. I mean, I was trying to find uh, the, like, Harlow, I think, I think he must have just posted on his story because I couldn't find it on his Instagram, but he had his, like, you know, Spotify wrapped from last year compared to this year. And last year it was like, I don't know, like 5 million-ish plays. And then this year is like 843 or something like that. Like those numbers are probably not bulletproof, but some sort of crazy (laughs) like growth year over year. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing for on this front is like the the initial trajectory, like, yes, probably does match that. If not even from year to year, maybe like, well, no, probably not beat that but it's it's close probably like from a one-year kind of like jumping off point standpoint but i mean it's when you talk about drake it's like i mean that dude's been consistent for the last like 12 years like putting out music that people listen to and and enjoy so it's like it's gonna be like while yes jack's debut album was super strong it's like i mean that's the real question it's like can he stay consistent and relevant for the next 10 years yeah it's such a i'm trying to think of like a better analogy like i think drake's such a hard one because drake is constantly accelerating right yeah he has like more and more hits every time he releases right it's not like kind of a consistent or even like a taper it's like he is just making bigger and bigger songs every time does jack harlow have that potential it's like maybe you know what i mean it's so far gone versus um that's what that's what they all say. That's what they all say. It's a hard, it's a tough comparison to draw. I mean, yeah. Because Drake established like a different sound, right? Like he was carving out like a mix of like, I don't know, whatever you want to call his Toronto sound. And then obviously Houston um, in a really unique way. Whereas, I mean, Harlow Sound is definitely kind of doing something similar, but with Atlanta. Um, but I don't know if it's the same cultural impact yet. Because um, I still yeah. think I could walk down the street and ask somebody if they knew who Jack Harlow was. And absolutely not. It'd be 50 50. Whereas, like, everyone, everyone knew who Drake was, just most people hated him um you know like i mean i was in seventh grade or something but i know none of my like none of my homes were bumping early drake you know what i mean everyone's like oh that's that's soft man and obviously things changed around like daycare era (laughs) yeah i guess like once you grow empathy and stuff um but uh uh yeah i mean it's just definitely a different different spectrum but i mean i think you can pull it off right it just requires yeah a level of consistency and and consistent releases as well yeah for Um, sure but i mean he's been dropping in one project a year for the last four or five years now so I mean, I think you can do it. Yeah. Stuff I got to Yeah. Yeah. When I like just, I just like from a, from a spectator standpoint on him, like the first, my first, like listen to him, I think it was like, like early, like I, I don't know how I found like one of the songs or whatever. Maybe it was, I want to say it was sundown, but maybe that was just me like maybe thinking like retrospectively or whatever. Um, but like to go from like what I, like pegged him as in the beginning to like this this um this record is like is like pretty uh yeah. pretty crazy, I think Man, for the sure. first I found Jack Harlow on Twitter when he tweeted like a snippet for his first ever music video ice cream truck um which if you go back now and watch it's pretty hilarious <laughs> like the general glow up but uh yeah you know I think it's just it's the other like thing to consider is like whether or not the longevity in like today's day of streaming is the same as it is with like Drake obviously coming up with you know, actual CDs at first, right? It really allowed Drake to establish this kind of like dedicated fan base, which I think Jack will have to work a lot harder to kind of cultivate. So 
Um, we'll have to see. It's a good question though. Yeah. Shout out to Brad. Um, all right, cool. So last thing here, we'll wrap it up with the nightcap. Uh, this has got to be the biggest news story in the world right now, but uh, the FDA approved the uh, Pfizer's COVID vaccine and it's officially landed in cities across the United States. Um, so hopefully, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's just interesting to see like some of these, there's a decent amount of rappers like uh, Offset and NLE Chopper were the ones that I saw like the most about that are just like, yeah, don't, don't trust that. It's like, oh, well, all right, well. I'm going to take it. Um, <laughs> we got, I think we got some requests on Instagram uh, that they want me, they want to see me take it on my feed now. <laughs> yeah, so like on the IG live stream next week. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Um, yeah. It's crazy. They're going to have 41,000. They're going to they're issue 41,000 vaccines today in New York city across 42 or across New York state, across 42 hospitals, um, which is pretty wild. Yeah. No, New York city. Yeah. De Blasio said that. So, <laughs> um, so definitely crazy. Uh, yeah, definitely. I get a lot of TikToks that are like very anti-vaccine these days. Um, I don't know how to get out of it. They keep coming. It's like, I'm not liking them. <laughs> I swear. Algorithms. Like, cannot avoid it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm trying to get back out onto the, the tour, tour life. So yeah. <clears throat> it was, uh, yeah, we also, I saw a funny video this morning that was like uh, the NBA, like countdown, like pregame song uh, to some guy wheeling the vaccine down the hallway in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> just like you know like when they show the players walking into the game it was like the vaccine getting wheeled into a hospital that's funny yeah it's gonna be a weird 2021 i can promise that's you that well, it's gonna be weird. start of uh going back to normal exactly for sure 100 percent. well thanks everyone for listening this week this is the main course podcast presented by stake worldwide um you can follow us on anything at stake worldwide online um we do this every thursday so make sure you tune in. Uh, Cannon, where can everyone find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram um, at CannonFew, which is C-A-N-N-O-N-F-E-W is my last name. Same with Twitter, but there's an underscore in between, Cannon and Few. Um, and yeah. Check out the blue tapes. Stream blue tapes. Guys, yeah, for real. More music coming in 2021. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, see. I guess we'll see you guys in 2021. I think we're going to take the next two weeks off for Christmas and New Year's Eve. So see you guys in 2021. Peace. Ooh.